Every decision they make can have an effect on our lives. Well, I'm not a crook. We had to push and shove our way through a crowd of several hundred Vietnamese. My fellow Americans, I've said on several occasions that I wouldn't comment about the recent congressional hearings on the Iran-Contra matter. Skies over Baghdad have been illuminated. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Immediately, there's speculation or cause for concern. This is the World Trade Center that was the center of a terrorist bombing. What difference at this point does it make? Protesters have now broken into the U.S. Capitol. This is Our Lives in Politics on the America Out Loud Network with your host Booker Scott and Lou Basada. Has America officially become a banana republic? With the indictment of a former president by a local DA over a misdemeanor that is beyond the statute of limitations doesn't say banana republic, there's a lot more that does. The weaponized Department of Justice and FBI has raided the homes of people that were praying outside abortion clinics. They've shackled political foes for alleged lies before Congress. There's a secretary of the Department of Homeland Security that believes the border is secure as 5 million wander across and over 100,000 Americans have died due to fentanyl. Maybe it wouldn't feel like such a banana republic if there was two parties in this country and one of them actually fought for the people of this country. But we're seeing more and more evidence every day the Uniparty is alive and thriving in the nation's capital. Is the Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy delivering? Why haven't articles of impeachment already been drawn up for Alejandro Mayorkas? He's repeatedly lied under oath, and doesn't someone need to be held responsible for all of this mess? The Republicans and McCarthy are showing us they never have what it takes. We're going to get into all of that this hour. I'm Booker Scott. Thanks for joining us here on the America Out Loud Network. And this hour is brought to you by 4Patriots.com. When you go to that store and look around at 4Patriots, use the code OUTLOUD. When you find something you want, just use that for 10% discount at 4Patriots.com. And I've asked for some help to talk about these issues. He's been a guest with us before. He's the author of the book, Real Men. And he's also the former editor of the Washington Times, Court Kirkwood. Court, welcome back to Our Lives in Politics. Yeah, uh, thank you very much. Just a correction. I was not the editor of the Washington Times. I was an editorial writer there. I'm but, sorry. Uh, uh, I, that's okay. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. So you hear the opening there, and we have really just a mess in this country. And sometimes I feel like it, maybe it's too late. Maybe everything has been weaponized to the point and everything is so political that we are never going to get back to the people. It's supposed well, to be. If a, you, yeah. Go ahead. If you, if you check into my, into the website I run uh, with two friends of mine, AmericanRemnant.com, uh, you'll, you'll read uh, articles that say it's just about too late and that routine politics are not going to solve anything. But let's go through these. You know, I heard your whole introduction. Let's go through them one by one. Uh, number one, uh, there was no underlying charge, underlying crime charged in, in the in the so-called indictment. And as you know, Jonathan Turley and Alan Dershowitz said this is a political prosecution. But I would go beyond uh, Banana Republic. Um, a lot of us think, and I, I think this country underwent a communist coup in 2020. And when I say communist coup, I do not mean Obviously, that all these people believe in the labor theory of value, or they want you know the government to take over the ownership of Costco and Walmart. That's that. That's not what I mean. What I mean in the cultural and social and totalitarian sense, uh, we now have, as you said, 
uh, political opposition being criminalized. That's why they're going after Trump. In fact, Bragg, this communist in New York, this communist DA in New York, what a joke! What a joke! Wouldn't charge this a couple of years ago until two of his people quit and put so much pressure on him that he had to. He wouldn't charge it. I shouldn't say two years ago, but whenever he was, when they, when this first came up, he said, "No, I'm not going to charge it." And you can read all this. John Jonathan Turley explains all this. I wrote it about it at the New American. Um, and now we have the judge in this case, his daughter, uh, as I wrote today, is a torpedo for the Biden-Harris mafia. All right, so so this is the judge's daughter now. So, uh, and as Dershowitz said, how are we going to get a fair trial in, in 99% blue Manhattan? So, so, so you have that issue there. But but the other things you're saying that that uh, I, I, I think are, are important is, is it's too late. Um, and the answer to that question is, uh, there's a good chance that it's too late. I mean, I believe in miracles. I think, I, I think miracles are possible. But what you have to understand is that the miracle that you're asking for, for is, it's, it, it is not going to, it, 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 you're asking for a miracle in a country that is not the country that it was 55 years ago. Yeah, I, okay. I, I, you, I, you know, it, California has gone from being a completely Republican state to a completely Democrat state in a matter of, matter of less than a half a century because of immigration. And, and court, I've been sensing this for the last three or four or five weeks that Man, as I watch the, I watch these stories and I watch this weaponization of all these institutions in our government. Yeah, man, it's exactly it's too late. It's really too well, late. Well, con- certainly too late for conventional politics. Um, uh, the what what needs to happen is, as my friend uh, uh, Chronicles writer uh, and American resident writer Wayne Allensworth says, is that we need to stop trying to preserve a country and a constitutional order that no longer exists. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're still on the field. You know, conservatives and Republicans are still standing around the field thinking the game is going on. It's not. The game's over. The Constitution is dead. And what conservatives need to be doing is thinking about, okay, what's what where are we going to be and how are we going to preserve our lives in this post uh in this post constitutional order? And have you so, given you know, there are have secession you, movements, there are internal secession movements and whatnot. But anybody who thinks that Donald Trump is going to turn it back to nineteen eight uh, nineteen fifty or fifty-five or nineteen sixty when you know, uh, you know, or yeah. even 1985. Yeah. Forget it. No, it's, it's not, not it, going to happen. It isn't happening. So, 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 and and you have to understand. And this is what my old friend, late friend Howard Phillips, told me 30 years ago. The Republican Party is useless. You know, the 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 uniparty, as you call it. But both parties, you know, the Democrats have us going towards the cliff and a car going 90 miles an hour. The Republicans are just putting on the brakes a little and going at 60. But they're both still headed to the cliff, and it's just going to take you a little longer for the Republican car to get you there. The other thing you have to understand, yes, yeah, so so as far as the impeachment goes, it's great. Let's remove Mayorkas. It's a great political statement. It probably should be done. That's not going to solve the problem. Biden will just hire another traitor to fill his place. What needs to be done is Republicans need to impeach Biden, Harris, and Mayorkas, all three. And, and they, you get rid of Biden, you get Harris. 
Yeah. Is that going to be any better? But Biden, no, the, it's the, not. The reason why I bring up Mayorkas, though, specifically, is it could be done in the Senate. He could actually be removed. And I think right now our side needs some type of a win. And the Republicans in the House, the 118th Congress, they keep doing these hearings that really are going nowhere. And even if they do at the end of the day, the no, department, the the congressional de- hearings, yeah. Yeah, the Department, go, go of ahead, Justice, the Department of Justice has control over what is going to be prosecuted, and any criminal referral is just going to fall, yeah. fall down. So Congressional hearings are a dog and pony show. They're, they're like uh, commissions. You know, I served on the Presidential Commission on the Assignment of Women in the Armed Forces. All the testimony we heard did not change anybody's mind on anything. They all knew how they were going to vote when they came in. It was just a dog and pony show. Maybe it changed a couple of minds. I mean, let me let me let me take that back. Maybe it changed a couple of minds. But congressional hearings are 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 a means for whatever party is in control of the Senate or House to come in and beat up somebody from the other side. Yeah. In other words, we we we, we already knew. Uh, what my you know we already knew Marcus was gonna was gonna fumble and fidget and dissemble and lie when he appeared recently before the Senate. They already had the information, the data from government documents that they sprung on him. So yeah, I mean they're they're a great publicity tool, but really they don't accomplish much. I mean it's not is it, does anybody think Alejandro Mayorkas or let's reverse it on the other side anybody from the Trump administration testifying 8 years ago is any cabinet official that gets called up before the Senate going to come into the Senate and go you know what you all are right we're wrong I'm going to change our policies immediately <laughs> It's a great point. It is a great point, but it, it just seems like Mayorkas is low-hanging fruit, and it is a serious problem. And these hearings, they, they, they need to mean something right now for us. We, we need something to hold on to, something, uh, you know, we need a win. And the Republicans in the 118th Congress are giving us nothing. I had hoped, I had hoped that these hearings would shine enough light to allow enough people in this country to see exactly what they had been doing to President Trump after four or five years of what they did, and that maybe it might change some minds for an election. But I have no, I have no faith in that at this point. Well, which which hearings are you talking about now? Which, well, which? well, specifically the the weaponization of the government. Um, if you look oh, at if you, okay. if, yes. if, you, if you look at, at a, the collection of the hearings that are going on for Congress, for the House of Representatives right now. There yeah. are a lot of messaging messaging hearings that should be shining the light to allow people in this country to see exactly what government has been doing to us. And, and unfortunately, enough people are not paying attention. The mainstream media is not reporting on it. So it, it still never happened. Yes. Well, I mean, the, the, you're not, like I said, hearings are, are publicity stunts you know all the work is all the work is done before the committee they bring the cabinet sector and he answers questions he obfuscates he dodges he weaves and then he goes i mean did anybody think Fauci was going to say when when Rand paul had him up for the committee and I'm, I'm glad they have the hearings because it does highlight that they are liars but nothing new is being learned we already knew that fauci was lying before Rand paul got him up in front of the senate I mean, but did anybody think Fauci was going to go, you know what, Senator, you're right. I quit. You <laughs> caught me. Not, it's not going to happen. You know, when I was at the 
Washington Times, you know, we sat down with Dick Cheney when he was defense secretary for Bush 41. And I asked, you know, you, you, he gets all these questions. So I asked him a very loaded question about, you know, untied uh, bank lending to the Soviet Union and technology transfers. And you, you go, well, we're going to get right on that. You know, it's not like he was going to say, oh, yeah, you're right. You know, I'm going to crack down on this right away. I'm going to bring you in as my assistant to help me do it. I mean, there's no there's no way these hearings are going to change all that much, except that they do expose it to the people. But look, according if you, if, if, if you believe the Biden administration, well, Biden was exposed to the people. The leftists and is, can can Trump beat him in eight, 2024? He might. Now, if you, of course, if you believe this election was stolen, that's another thing. But if you believe that he actually got 81 million votes, we're in trouble. If that's true, yeah. if Biden actually got more votes than Trump, forget about the mail-in and the fraud, because I, I think there was a lot of fraud, and I think he might have stolen the election. But let's assume they didn't steal the election. If 81 million people voted for that vegetable in the White House, we are in trouble. Uh, we're, we are in trouble. <laughs> now, here's the question. How did that happen? Well, the demographics of the country have changed. In court. The country I, that you're living in is not the same one you grew up. I don't know how old you are. I'm 63. This is not the country I grew up in in the 1960s. And court, there's one thing that I do mention from time to time, and I think uh, I think a lot of people on our side don't understand that under the age of 41, which is the oldest age of a millennial, their ideology is completely different than ours. And they, 83% of them, want to do business with companies that are woke, that are into ESG. Well, that, that, that that's a good, very good point, Booker. I mean, we've lost the matter. matter we lost the battle with that cohort and younger on the subject of this ridiculous, silly idea that there is such a thing called gay marriage. There is no such thing as two men being married. It's a metaphysical impossibility. Because if, 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 if marriage is not just a, 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 if you want to say they have some sort of legalized a bastard civil union or something. Well, go ahead and say that, but you're not going to call it marriage, not in my house and not in my presence. Marriage is one of the seven sacraments. And it, you, there, it is not possible, it is not metaphysically or th- theologically or however you want to put it, possible for two members of the same sex to be married. But this younger generation, even some pretty staunch Christians don't agree with that. Yes. Because of course, it's not a matter of agreement. There's things called objective truth. It doesn't matter whether you agree or not. Things are true or false. But the point is, is that they, and most of it's, they've been guilted into it. It's not that they've given any thought to these issues. Or have the ability you know, to, continue, let, they may not have the ability to give much thought to it. Their ability well, to they don't because, fail. yeah, I mean, well, I mean, when their brains have been destroyed by these stupid phones and, and social media, which 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 operates like a slot machine and rewards you for staying on it. Yes. I mean, I, 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 I uh, you're right. But I mean, the, they've been guilted into this uh, because it's not nice not to let uh, two gays get married or two less get married. And we put, I always put that term in quotes because there is again, no such thing as gay marriage. There's no such thing as a transgender. There's no such thing as a homosexual, all these terms. And this is the importance of controlling the language. All these terms were invented to, to, to promote revolution. Yeah. So that you couldn't fight against it. And so, you know, you know, even the term civil rights, 
uh, is is a dubious construction. And court, you noticed lately that uh, it's no longer about race. It's not about black people anymore. It's it is about trans. They've moved on from one thing to the next. And here we are. And well, then- I I don't know if I completely agree with you there. I think it is a whole lot. I think it is about race. Uh, they've just added. They've just added this this uh, insane idea that that you can be born the wrong sex and thrown that into the mix. I mean, the way the communists ha- have developed this was 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 pure genius. So if you if you go back to the 1930s, you know there was a very I don't know if I would say of strong, but it was a, a a vigorous, certainly, communist movement in the United States trying to get control of the unions. They did get control of Hollywood, and they got a lot of people into the government, as you would know if you read McCarthy's uh, Blacklisted by History by Stan Evans, uh, the book about McCarthy. But, uh, you know, what, once the communists realized that the unionized middle class in America was pretty well off, you know, the, you, you, you know that when I was a kid, you, you could be a, a union bricklayer and send your kid to private school and probably have a pretty reasonable mortgage on a beach house and pay it off. And you'd be you'd be sitting pretty when you were 65. Right. You you, you know, there was and, and I, I went to school with kids. Not every kid I went to school with in broken school is certainly not a doctor's kid. Yeah, uh, we had kids from all socioeconomic strata. Um, and but particularly, you know, middle class kids, you know, like I said, you know, you could be a stonemason, a bricklayer, a plumber and keep your kid in a Catholic school in the 1960s. OK, so once and, and, and probably in the 40s and once once the left, once the communists figured out that, well, this class revolution thing's not going to work. Because Americans are too fat and happy, then he moved on to the race issue. And he moved on to the civil rights movement, which is a, a movement heavily influenced by communist operatives. Uh, including Rosa Parks and, and 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 Martin Luther King, okay. And now they've just and and then from that flowed the other angle of, of the revolution. Another element in all communist revolutions is sexual liberation, because it breaks down the family and breaks down society. So what what you're seeing today in this transgender movement is just the culmination of something that bad bad began back in the 1930s. Uh, they never sleep. I mean, they're, 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 these people, they never sleep. That's why we have to, they only have to win once and we have to win every battle. We just have to hope that in 2020, that was not the one time that they needed. So, you know, they're, but, but with this Trump indictment, they're hoping to cripple him so he can't challenge Biden. Um, then again, some Democrats want him running because they think, he, as Dershowitz said, they think Biden can beat Trump, but he can't beat DeSantis. I want to I want to go back to that. We kind of started with the Trump indictment. And let's go back to that for just a minute. What 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 do you feel? I, I haven't even seen exactly what the charge is yet. I don't think that it was even included. Well, the charges are that he falsified. The charge is that is this: he committed a misdemeanor crime because he falsified hush payments in his records to those two whores that that uh, slept with him. Okay, mm-hmm. so after that, though. The statute of limitations has run out on that. Bragg certainly knows that. So what he did was he's trying to bootstrap it, as Turley says, into a federal crime by saying that he tried to influence the election by keeping those women to keep their mouths shut. Problem was that the payments didn't start until he was already in the White House. That's one problem. Uh, And at that point, you can reasonably argue that he was just trying to keep his family from being embarrassed. Yeah. And there was no election to influence once the payment started. So, so the the court will be stacked against him. 
obviously. Well, the poor Scott, the, the, the judge, the judge is a Colombian immigrant whose daughter is a is a street soldier for the Biden Harris mafia. So you figure it out. So if they don't, uh, and as Dershowitz says, and as Dershowitz says, no judge and no juror, even if they were fair minded, uh, would is going to want to come home and say, yeah, I was the guy that voted to get Trump run, let Trump run again or become the next president again. And even if he gets through New York, what about Fulton County in Georgia? That one is still. I, 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 I have to say, I'm, I have no idea. I have not followed that case. Uh, I don't know anything about it. Yeah, it's it's still going on there, and they're going to do everything. Oh, sure. they, they're going to do everything they can to try to take Trump out somehow. This, this some is, way. you know, I I, I think I think uh, it's not. You know, this morning I saw that the Heritage Foundation has filed a FOIA request with New York to find out what communications this lunatic Bragg has had with with Biden or anybody else, congressman, and they're denying it, saying, "Oh, we don't have the." We don't have the manpower to do this. Well, I, I'm pretty sure that's not a valid denial of a FOIA request. No. If, if the documents in a, in a standard FOIA request, I mean, I don't know what the law is in New York, but in a standard FOIA request, all these laws are almost the same now. Uh, in a standard FOIA request, you know, the, 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 the rule is, is that they are not required to create records. It doesn't say they're allowed to withhold them because they need to hire another $8 an hour employee. Hey, Court, let's let's look at this 118th Congress real quick. We've got a couple of more minutes here. And uh, Kevin McCarthy went through all those votes. And and for <laughs> there's what? only one McCarthy. I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> and and here we are. Here we are. We we're into April right. and nothing is being accomplished. McCarthy, he's a he's a, he's a weak sister. McCarthy is is worthless. Okay, he talks tough. He's worthless. I mean, unless this guy suddenly gets uh, the, the only thing I could see where McCarthy would actually do something is if he finally sits down and says, you know, uh, has a crisis of conscience. But you know, when you're in that when you're in that environment, you know, having a crisis a crisis of conscience is it, it's tough. I mean, yeah. it's tough to sit down and examine. Uh, you know, you know, this guy's life depends on him being house speaker. Yes. He's got nothing else. Does I mean, he? yeah. I mean, why, if, if he, if he gets defeated in an election or he, or he, uh, or, or, you know, or he, you know, he decided to leave Congress. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to make $2.5 million a year working for some K street lobbying firm. Yes. But I mean, you know, McCarthy's whole, uh, existence now is I'm the speaker of the U S house of representatives. Now I don't I don't know why he thinks that that would be jeopardized if he started acting like a man and grew a pair and and uh, you know started taking these people on and just said look we're impeaching Biden we're impeaching Harris we're impeaching Mayorkas mm -hmm. and anybody else we can lay our hands on that's what he ought to be doing that's what we need uh, but I mean again <laughs> the Republicans uh, are, are are not a, a real opposition party. Well, Court, um, you you make me feel like there isn't much hope, and 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 I've been sensing and feeling that. I said it earlier that that maybe it's just too late, and and I do agree with you. I for those of us that that believe we're going to go back to 1985 or even 1995, it, it no, it's not going to happen. It's and over. It's time to no. start reimagining 
what a conservative well, that, is. That, right. That's why we have. And also, we have to start reimagining what, what we want our country to be. You can't have a constitutional republic with 300 million people. It's not possible, when, especially when probably 60 percent of them are not qualified to vote. That's number one. Number two. There, there are strong secession movements within the states. And I'm not talking about, you know, another confederacy, although maybe that's a possibility. I'm talking about internal secession movements. Yeah. You know, now there, Texas has some secession legislation out there, but there are internal secession movements where conservatives who have ha- are fed up, you know, like people out and people out in Western Maryland are fed up with being controlled by urban Baltimore. I think they're Oregon, tired of it. I believe Oregon's another one of those things. You know, you if you look at a map of Virginia, if you look at a county by county map of Virginia and, and lay down red and blue, it looks exactly like a county district precinct map of the United States. It's almost entirely red. But who controls Virginia? Richmond, Northern Virginia, Norfolk, uh, Hampton Roads, and Roanoke. And they're all blue and they control the states. 90% of the counties in Virginia, by the way, are, 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 are Second Amendment counties. But they all have these clusters like Harrisonburg, where I am, uh, Booker. Harrisonburg, when I when I came to Virginia in 1983, uh, well, but back in the 1990s, Harrisonburg was solid red. Now it's solid blue. But the county here where I live is solid red. I mean, the Democrats can hold their phone booth in the back. I can hold their meetings in a phone booth out here. Well, so, hey, Court, you know, that's why secession is, a you know, Western. There are parts of um, West Virginia that want to take over uh, Western Virginia. Yeah. And I know I know Oregon is another one of those and, and some parts merge of, with Idaho. of California as well. Hey, Court, thank you so much for jumping in with us here on this half hour. I really do appreciate it. No problem. You. Thank you. No Thank problem. you so much. Hey, have a great day. And that is Court Kirkwood. He writes for AmericanRemnant.com. You can find him there and all the articles that he writes. He's very opinionated. I realize that. And I want to get some of your opinions coming up in just a few minutes. But if you've heard in the news, you see that China's balloon was actually collecting details and data about our missiles and our military bases. We all said it. The Biden administration didn't admit it until they shot it down uh, seven days later. It just floated across. But you know what? Uh, China is doing other things as well. Experts say that China is hoarding a massive amount of food, and they'll soon have over two-thirds of the globe's corn reserves, over half of its rice and over half of its wheat. But when asked about it, China just lies about it. One China expert says they, of course, will never admit to something like that. Well, what does China know that we don't? When it comes to global food shortages, China is the canary in the coal mine. You see, China is the world's number one food importer. They rely on the rest of the world to keep their people fed, so they can't afford to mess up, or there's going to be riots, civil panic, or even worse, when over a billion people can't eat. What does that mean for Americans like you and me? Just two words, food shortages. That's why it's smart to have a stock up and a kit of the best-selling 4Patriots survival food. Create your own stockpile of the best 4Patriots survival food kits, hand-packed in the USA. The kits are compact and stack easily. They have different delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners. And their five-star reviews on the website rave about the flavor and taste. 
Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase of 4Patriots Survival Food by typing in the code OUTLOUD at checkout. Just go to 4Patriots.com and use OUTLOUD as a promo code to get 10% off your first purchase at 4Patriots Survival Food. That's 4Patriots.com. Use the code OUTLOUD. More of Our Lives and Politics is coming up next on the America Out Loud Network. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Are you worried about spike proteins and how they may impact your health? Are you looking for help? The Wellness Company has an answer in the form of our clean, pure, all-natural spike formula developed by experts like Dr. Peter McCullough. The Wellness Company's spike formula includes the incredible natokinase, dandelion root, black sativa extract, green tea, and iris sea moss. Even better, the spike formula by The Wellness Company is vegan, gluten-free, and made right here in the USA, so you know that you can trust and rely on it if you're concerned about spike proteins. Buying American-made naturalistic ingredients of this quality separately costs over $100. Our spike formula is only $65.99. Get spike formula today by going to twc.health. Outloud listeners use the code OUTLOUD at checkout for an additional discount. Go to twc.health, promo code OUTLOUD, and get peace of mind if you're concerned about spike proteins. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R dot com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work. REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. 
Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Did you know that doctors and nurses have been swabbing their noses with povidone iodine to protect from airborne threats like colds, flus, and pandemic era strains for decades? Cofix RX took that idea and made a more complete nasal formula with lasting cleansing effects. Maybe you're traveling soon or going to an event. Are you concerned somebody nearby might be sick? Maybe the office or classroom stresses you out. Get yourself a bottle of Cofix RX nasal solution. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. America Outloud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to Our Lives in Politics here on the America Out Loud Radio Network. I'm Booker Scott, and we heard from Court Kirkwood there in the first half of this hour. And one thing about Court is he is always opinionated. You may not agree with him. You may agree with him. But one thing is for sure, he's always going to give us his opinion. Right now, I'm going to go to the opinion of people, regular, everyday Americans like us, And let's hear what they have to say. This is another Pulse of the People as we step into a Twitter space here on America Out Loud. And first, I'm going to go to Fuller. Fuller, the floor is yours, sir. Hello. So um, my name is Phil. I actually um, I am a recently converted uh, conservative, I would call myself. Uh, uh, It was a very interesting conversation that I just heard. And uh, um, one of the uh, one of the things that I was wondering uh, that. I don't think it was uh, touched on the conversation was uh, uh, the uh, role of capitalism in this. Um, since um, I think we would all agree that uh, all these ideas that that are currently taking hold of our society, you know, ESG, um, general wokeness, um, they're they're pretty bad ideas when it comes to uh, just running a company or running mm-hmm. a state or running an institution. And uh, you know, like someone like Hayek would would mention that. Uh, these, these, um, you know, capitalism has these cycles of where there's eventually a forest fire that kind of like gets rid of all these bad ideas and then it resets the floor, you know, and clean kind of cleans out the room of all these bad ideas and then it resets all all over again. Um, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if this is something that could happen or, uh, if we're too late even for that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was just wondering if, uh, you know, um, if capitalism can do anything to save us in this case. You know, what we're looking at is a, a hybrid capitalism, socialism, and 
in my opinion, as you heard right there, Court and I both discussed about how people under the age of 41, they want to do business with people that are woke. They want to do business with people that are into the ESG. And that's very dangerous because uh, the key marketing demographic for any marketing company is 25 to 54. And 41 is right in the middle of that. So the whole ideology of people younger than 41, they're right there with them. And, and I don't know now, when you look at companies like Coca-Cola and Walt Disney, and Coca-Cola has 41% of the market in China, and, uh, you know, it kind of makes sense why they are going to ESG, because the, the demographics of 41 and younger, they want to do business with them. So uh, when, when you think about capitalism, typically, and I've had Michael Johns on this program before, speaking directly about the World Economic Forum and ESG in that program, please go back and look at it and listen to it if you have not, because it, it, it is very confusing. You know, typically in capitalism, a company is going to uh, try to make customers happy and they're going to try to make a profit. The problem here is in order to continue to make profits, as these younger people, 41 and younger, get older, the way to make the profit is to be woke and being into ESG. And I think that's something that that maybe a lot of us haven't considered. And Phil, do you have any follow-up with that? Do you have any thoughts on it? Um, a little bit, in the sense that um, the uh, specifically when it. So I understand the the idea of marketing to your audience and the fact that um, you're making the argument that companies are being woke because it's a it's a financially sound thing to do or or a market it's a marketable uh, thing to do. Um, but when it comes to um, like diversity hiring and, and these kind of concepts that are getting kind of forced into our system. Um, America is still a system that was built on meritocracy and uh, it was built on um, people that just, you know, uh, showed up and did a better job than the other people. And then you, that's, that's who would get the job. That's mostly how it was. Um, and I'm from Italy. I was born and raised in Italy. Uh, and I grew up on, on nepotism. Um, that was the order of the day. That was one of the main differences and one of the main, main things that I love about America is that um, it's a merit, it's a meritocracy, it's a meritocracy. So um, the the diversity hires is not a successful way to run a business. If you put someone in in uh, in a place to do to do a job just because of the color of their skin or because they're a sexual orientation or whatever, uh, that's not a good. That's eventually that's going to end up biting you in the ass. At least I hope it will. You know, um, and I feel like that's like a separate track, uh, you know, besides the uh, simply, hey, you know, young people want us to be woke. So we're going to be woke. You know, uh, there's also like, I mean, we can kind of see it with SBB, you know, the bank that, you know, was priding itself on being the most woke bank ever. Sure. That, that didn't go well. Uh, Disney lost uh, um, 50 percent of their market valuation in the past two years. Yes. Um, people argue it, would, it was because of COVID. I'm not sure about that. Um, probably we're going to need more time. But th there are signs where I'm like, okay, is woke is wokeness good for the company or not? Like, I'm not sure yet. And I'm not either. I think uh, the jury is still out on that one. But thank you for coming over to the conservative side. I hope that it's not too late. I know that I'm going to continue with my voice until it is gone. What you are listening to right now is a Twitter space on AmericaOutloud.com on our lives and politics. Ultra, we'll go to you next. Um, I really liked his um, 
his opinion about the gay marriage. I agree with him 100%. It is not um, biblical. It is not um, sustainable. And it is to, as far as I'm concerned, in my opinion, that it is um, to bring the unit, the family unit to a halt. And um, that is, uh, that was the biggest thing that hit me, I think. And you know, Alter, when you think about that, do you have a problem with a contract that allows two people of the same sex to have to have a marriage contract? I do, because I believe a marriage should be, it's a vow that you take before God. I am a Christian, and that is going to be my stance, no matter what. Um, nothing will change my mind, and um, they cannot um, procreate, which is what God had in mind for us to procreate and to... Um, fill the earth with uh, his children. And um, so therefore I, you know, what people do at home in their bedroom is their own business that I do not care about. I really don't because this is America. You are free to do what you please at home as long as no one is hurt. But at the same time, it is not biblical. And I truly believe that our country was founded on biblical principles. And we've completely straight away from that. You know, Ultra, I had a conversation with a pastor a few weeks ago, and hopefully you heard that program because we talked about, I talked about a lot of this stuff. And if you have not listened to that, please go back in the archives and listen to that. It's called the end of the world or these, the end times was the name of that. Let's go to grumpy in Louisiana. Okay. Uh, yes, I'm, uh, 65 retired uh been a republican all my life and several months ago i switched parties to independent um there's so much to say so much wrong with what's going on right now uh i wouldn't know where to start i think a lot of our problems we're seeing today can all be uh traced back to in 1979 when the federal government pretty much took over education in this country. Uh, I think that was a big mistake. And I think that's led to most of the problems we're seeing in this country right now. Do you have any solutions? Can you think of any? I think it's interesting that you left the Republican Party to go to independent. Maybe you can speak a little bit about that more, because does it have anything to do with Kevin McCarthy? We talked about Kevin McCarthy the first half of this show, and and his weakness is it because the republicans are so feckless and just don't do anything when they have the power <laughs> bingo um i think too many republicans that go into uh politics it's just an ego thing a way to get money uh maybe they were conservative and had good ideals when they went into it but then when they get there they seem like they forget who sent them there um I think a good example is the the recent um, election in the Republican Party for the uh, chairmanship with, uh, oh, I can't even think of her name, Rona McDaniel. The majority of Republicans did not want her, and they more or less thumbed their nose in. There she is in charge. Thank you, Grumpy from Louisiana. Now let's go to Alvarez in California. Alvarez, you have the floor. Yeah, hi, Booker. Great show here. Great, great input. 
except for the Abraham Lincoln thing, and I would argue that not 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 all opinions are, you know. Um, I didn't say I didn't say all opinions are right. I said all opinions I, are valid. I mean, I mean, yeah. What 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 an obnoxiously stupid thing to say. But uh, what's that old uh, Mark Twain thing? Uh, better to stay silent and let them think that you're ignorant than to open your mouth and let, remove all doubt. And that was a classic example of Mark Twain's. You know, I want to talk a little bit about the danger of this ESG, which stands for Environmental, Social, and Governmental, a, co- a corporate credit score. I would argue that I don't think the that the corporations uh, really care about anything other than the bottom line. And the bottom line, you make some excellent points to to the demographics about how they want the uh, how the younger people want them to be woke. Um, but my understanding of ESG is that it it has more to do, it's like a corporate social credit score, meaning that you get rated at a certain level and it, contr- it throttles up your availability to uh, of your cost of, of capital, which is the lifeblood of the corporate uh, corporations. And um, I, I'm not 100 percent sure, and hopefully, man, you'll comment about that. It's more about uh, about access to capital than it is. A, and so they're going through these motions to fake some kind of uh, social credit score in order in order to keep the line of capital open to them so that they can can remain competitive. And when I think about the company that I worked for before that I retired, a lot of uh, it's a national company, and it has a footprint in many of the capitals through, uh, throughout this nation. And I think that they're probably not so much interested in their demographics of who's purchasing the product, but, but the demographics of the people who are making decisions as to where to spend these spend this money. Um, yeah, yeah, it, and so it, that's the only thing that I can really come to t- uh, terms with, because for so long, we've heard about the moral majority and the silent majority and that sort of thing. And what you're saying is true. And I really, I'm really giving that a, a lot of credibility. It sure sounds true. Uh, it may already be over. Look, we don't have to conquer a, a country from sea to shining sea. We just need to infiltrate and take over their 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 places of power. Just look at Chicago. It's gone complete. There's a uh, new market. As if Lori Lightfoot, Beetlejuice, wasn't bad enough. Now they've elected a full-blown communist. Stay out of Chicago, folks. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Alvarez. Hang hang around for just a minute because I I have a question for you. And Court Kirkwood was saying it may be too late, and it may be time to reimagine this country, reimagine where we fit into this country as we move forward. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I'm sure, um, interestingly enough, I do. I think uh, that this country is large enough, so vast enough. We mainly are populated uh, along the coastal areas, you know. There's a vast percentage of this uh, country who feels like we do, and the demographics are rapidly changing. Here in California, we laugh and joke about Gavin Newsom being uh, the U-Haul salesman of the year, driving everybody out. I, th- I think that when we get, if if we allow things to settle out, I think we're going to see a a a amicable divorce instead of an ugly, 
I mean, an an, an amicable divorce, uh, the, the like separation instead of of an ugly divorce, meaning that the red states are going to get redder, the blue states are going to get bluer, and let them suffer as a result of that. Let their failed policies uh, continue to be obvious. I mean, there are people that live in San Francisco that have three and four million dollar condominiums that can't keep their back glass in their cars, that their homes are being destroyed. You drive in into into Beverly Hills, you see the homeless laying in the parks. I mean, uh, so here's how I imagine it. I imagine this country, first of all, has never been more diverse. If, if you read the books of of uh, in newspapers of this country a hundred years ago, everybody here is from somewhere, even our currency, it says e pluribus unum, meaning of many one, not of many, many. Uh, so I think there's a, a, a natural order that's happening and we're gonna re- redirect uh, and go find like people. And uh, that's gonna, I, I, I really believe that that's what's gonna circumvent uh, are these social anarchists, you know, I mean, the same people who want to have cage free eggs and, um, you know, prairie free, non GMO, gluten free, uh, this sort of thing. They're the same people that want to put on a mask and inject everybody with COVID. And if you don't cooperate and you're a grandma killer, they're going to take your job in your military service. I mean, the span here, the chasm booker between us and them has become too great. And I don't think that it's spannable. So nobody wants to see any kind of a violence between the two. But I, I really believe that if we can stay calm and make a plan to to seek out those that share our views, and I, and I don't see a problem with that. I mean, forced to forced inclusivity and forced uh, diversity at the point of a gun is not freedom at all. This country, there is no uh, country that has greater diversity. So that's a myth. So that's my hope is that the red states will become redder. The blue states will become bluer. Let them live in their own excrement and and we'll figure something out. Like here in L.A., with 70,000 people living in the streets. L.A. County spent 600 million last year, not a blue room incites so these people can relieve themselves in privacy no trailers so that i mean their their policies only lead to one end and that's that's catastrophe and i think we need to let that happen so that we can figure this out thanks alvarez thank you and it's sad really when you think about it and you give some encouraging words about the future and what it may look like or what it could look like but even to consider that we are at this point is sad to me, and I would have never thought it 10 or 15 years ago, five years ago. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. It's like a death. It's like a death. And it's moving so, so fast, so rapid. Let's uh, let's go to Jake. Jake, you have the floor. Yeah, uh, I loved everything you just said, uh, Alvarez, but uh, except the GMO part. You know, I just uh, was reading about the, uh, they're going to start injecting cattle with uh, mRNA, and that scares me. I don't know if anybody out there has more information, but uh, or if they feel like I do. But if they're going to try to get that mRNA in my body through what I eat, uh, now I've, you know, if I don't look at the labeling, and they, they, from what I understand, they're not even going to label the product that. Uh, that it has 
mRNA in it. Let's see if Alvarez has an answer for you. Well, you know, similar to the recent Supreme Court justice, I'm not a I'm not a genealogist or a biologist, so I really, I mean, you know, people have the right to eat however they choose to eat, but I think that there's an over-reliance on fear. I mean, the government's uh, favorite line is, uh, never waste a good crisis. Uh, I, I'm an older guy, and I used to live in a society where we used to uh, have people that were not so egocentristic when it came to, or, or, or being fearful Look, if you don't want GMOs, that's fine. But I'll tell you one thing. GM, g- genetically modified seeds and crops and stuff have fed the world. I and mean, we're not, based on our population, uh, lack of pesticides and a lack of g- g- genetic mo- uh, modified material would dramast- uh, dramatically let- reduce the yield that we get from this. So our choice is clear if we're going to continue to live our lives and have babies and have families is that we have to, it, we come up with ways to where we can increase the yield. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Everybody thinks GMOs, like you're talking about the Borg. Well, you know, you're talking about uh, them putting, yeah, I'm not for putting MRAs in there, but but they, they've been putting anti, uh, they've been putting antibiotics uh, and, 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 and steroids in uh, chicken feed and cow feed and this sort of thing. And uh, 20 years ago, we, you tongue in cheek, we almost laughed at it. Yeah, yeah, I heard that they're putting a lot of steroids in the beef, but there's an upside. I'm wearing a B cup. So I think it's uh, try to stay health, happy and healthy. And anytime that you start getting fearful, it's a time to start grabbing uh, your wallet. It, if there's science uh, behind that GMOs, that have increased the yields and our, our our ability to feed the world's population is bad. I, I I'd like to see that data. One thing I will say is that uh, 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 you know elective removal of healthy tissue of minors to include their breast tissue, uh, their 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 uh, their uterus and other things to affirm gender. That's very obvious um, in the downside of that. So, I mean, we've got Dr. Mengele stuff happening as we speak right now while everybody's looking the other direction. I mean, you know, we used to have a show that was called The Odd Couple. We had Felix Unger, and he lived with a guy that was kind of a slob. You know, interestingly enough, when you live kind of like a... a, You build up what's called an, an immunity. I mean, think of us today being the people that left the Midwest and headed headed west. You know, you put all your belongings in a Conestoga wagon and you uh, traversed unknown territory of uh, like facing, uh, uh, you know, adverse weather, hostile in- inhabitants only to get there and have to build your house and everything that you require when you got there. In today's society, I would, I would argue that the man would have never left uh, like St. Louis, his wife would have left him taking the Conestoga wagon and everything else, and child protective love would have confiscated his kids. We're not the same rugged individuals that we were in being oh so serious uh, in, in, in what I would say is hypochondria. I mean, we used to laugh at that stuff, man. Learn to laugh more. Don't don't sweat the small stuff. Alvarez brings up some really good points there. We have time for one more, so let's go to chicken. Yeah, uh, I wanted to reference something that was said earlier about 
the the trust of the Republican Party versus you know the Democrat Party. Um, I'm in the same boat. Uh, the Republican Party lost a lot of my trust due to their inaction. Um, but I'm in a particular situation where I'm almost willing to prefer inaction versus what I'm seeing a lot of the Democrat Party doing. And so, you know, it puts someone like me who has been a libertarian for over three decades, you know, in a quandary because I don't want things to keep sliding downhill. But at the same time, I feel like I'm breaking my own quote unquote rules um, saying, okay, I'll hold my nose and vote for, you know, this Republican I know who's probably not going to do what needs to be done anyway. And so, you know, that's where you, you know, the Republicans have lost a lot of the libertarian and, and, and independent vote um, is because of those type rhinos and things of that nature. And I think it's going to be best for them to divest themselves. I just don't know if they can. That's my piece. How do you feel about this country? Do you think it's too late? Um, Unfortunately, I don't think we're voting our way out of this anymore. So I do. Thank you very much. And thanks for everyone that participated in the Pulse of the People here on Our Lives in Politics. Really appreciate you being a part of it and listening every week on the America Out Loud Radio Network. This hour has been brought to you by 4Patriots.com. When you go there, use the promo code OUTLOUD for 10% off anything in the store at 4Patriots.com. Remember, you are the salt of the earth, and salt without flavor has no value at all. It's just thrown on the ground to be stepped on. So be salty. You've been listening to Our Lives in Politics on the America Out Loud Network.